I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen misunderstood emo Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. Hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. The camera opens up on a small room that Missy had just finished shoving a security guard underneath the desk of. You now have his badge, and I believe you are down to hunger one. Yes, down to hunger one. What would you like to do? I have a badge now, so that means I can go places and get through doors, so I'll text Art and just let him know. Slight issue with the guard. Took care of it. Under desk. Have badge. Opening doors now. Back into the elevator. You're taking the stairs. Let's take the stairs. Are you returning to invisibility? Mm Mm-hmm. As you emerge on the second floor again, there's nobody there. Nobody's there to see you because they can't see you because you are invisible to the human eye. Walking up to the door, you can just give it a quick little boop, push on it ever so gently, slide it open, sneak inside. You are in a small room that has a door that looks like it goes to an office. And then to your left and right are two more badge doors. They have little signs on them that say rooms X01 to X20. The other side is from Y01 to Y20. And straight ahead is... It's like a little office. A little office? Okay. And we're here to see if Cheshire is here. The premonition that something's got... Let's go to... All good things are to the left. Let's go to the door to the left. Sure. So you boop the badge and you go in and you walk into a long hallway. Then on one side of it has the room numbers. And you can just see it on there. This is room Y01. And beds A and B, there are two names there. And looking down the hallway on your right, You can see that there is some thick, like, bulletproof glass that has a little slot in it that's about six inches high and about two feet wide that there are some nurses behind. They are doing some kind of nurse paperwork. There are no little glass windows in the doors to the patient rooms? There are not. Some of them are open. Most of them are open. There is a nursing assistant that is walking around with a clipboard that seems to be checking vitals or doing some sort of rounds, administering medication, something along those lines. All right. So just kind of quietly just go through any rooms that have open doors, just see what's going on, see any signs of Cheshire or any weirdness going on. Looking up and down and looking into these rooms, you will see that these are mostly bariatric unit, maybe 
just where they keep the older people that have other problems. Okay. If nothing looks out of the ordinary here, then I'll exit and go into the Y corridor. Easy enough. And a very similar setup, only with different room numbers. All of these doors are open, however. Down the other end of the room, there's a second set of these big double doors that you have to beep the card through. Same kind of setup. Because, you know, fire codes. Mm -hmm. There are a few people that are in, like, a common room watching some TV. And these seem to be mid-range adults. Something in the 20s to 40s. Some of them are wearing just socks with the little grippers on the bottom. Some of them are wearing just basically pajamas. But you do not see any sign of Cheshire. Okay, and there was only two floors, right? There wasn't a third. Yeah, it was the first floor and the second floor. Okay. Let's hang out in the TV room for a little while and just kind of watch and see what happens. How much time do you want to... Well, probably like 30 minutes. What is on the TV that that six-hour block of Pawn Stars is on? (gasps) Okay, six. all right, Pawn Stars it is. That's that's good. I can I can check the value of things to seal in the future. As the camera cuts away, it is to Art's blood-stained hand as he picks up his phone to look to see the text message from Missy. Puts his phone back down and goes back to the slab that he has rolled out in the morgue that he is currently rummaging around in the ribcage of. He looked at the text, he rolled his eyes, and he shakes in his head, and he's he's got both hands deep within the chest cavity. Uh, there is a scale that is right next to the cadaver. It has a uh, choice selection of entrails on it. Looks like there is a lung. Uh, there's a kidney. The second one is currently being swallowed as he is searching the rest of the innards and humming a little tune to himself. You've found some poor sucker's lunchbox in a fridge on your way to the morgue. The top of it slid open. Sandwiches and whatever, throw it into the trash. The ice packs you kept, though, and you are currently stacking up organs in here as you have about four hunger worth of bits and pieces that should hold you for a little while. My... There is a second cadaver in another tray behind you that you had already pillaged. And of course, had a little something to eat as you are now down to hunger one. I thought this was going to be a terrible evening, but this has turned out rather well. What would you like to do? Art is going to finish packing his lunch, his new lunchbox. It is a... You know, folks in the morgue and folks who are dead tend to have the same kind of morbid humor. And this is totally an Agritsuko lunchbox. So it's got a furious-looking tanuki on it with a microphone and a bunch of like heavy metal rockers in the background. And he shuts this lunchbox that is squelching a little bit, and it smells like death. And he's licking his fingers as he's looking around the morgue and then thinking uh, maybe he'll go uh, 
put some retransmitters on these uh, security cameras down here because if he's had this kind of idea, others will have this kind of idea. Are you returning to invisibility? If I'm dealing with cameras, that would be a good idea. And as you open the door to the morgue, look back one more time at the buffet that you have gotten for yourself. Shut the door, and through the glass we see Arthur Sobchik shimmer out of existence. Missy, you've been all over the first and second floors over here in the psych ward. You've seen a couple of things that you're probably not very surprised of. Your first floor on the one side seems to be mostly people that are dealing with some sort of drug, alcohol, opioid, chemical abuse situation. Various forms of withdrawal. You see one person that is straight up strapped down to a bed and has somebody in there with them as they are attempting to get through the worst of it. On the other side, after watching your TV, you see that these are either really malnutritioned people or morbidly obese people, as though the people here are suffering from some form of eating disorder. Still no weirdness, still no Sheshar, but I do know what I saw, so none of the people here look like any of the people in the premonition? You saw a bunch of white spots in the premonition. You didn't see specific like faces and stuff. Yeah. But looking around, you see a lot of people that are disturbed in different ways, which would probably be prime choices for somebody who wanted to make a bunch of Malkavians on the quick. Mm-hmm. In addition, there is the double lock doors that are set up there that you need the key cards to get through, which would make it very difficult for people to get away. Mm-hmm. It would be trivial for him to get in here. He would merely walk in, dominate the shit out of the security guard, and then in he is, just as easy as you were able to get in. So, I help then, because there's no security guard to dominate now. He can't get in. Sure, from that door, you are you are 100% correct. However, you might be able to force one of these doors if you were a sufficiently strong kindred. Yeah, yeah. Presumably, as he is not here tonight, there will be security guards here on other nights. Yeah. Hmm. It means we're going to have to babysit this uh, place over the next couple nights. Possibly. Is there a basement? Not in this building. If there is one, it is either in the the hospital proper, maybe underneath the maintenance rooms, mm-hmm. or like underneath the elevators. Uh, since the elevators have mechanics, hydraulics, and other important parts that are underneath the first floor, might be sense to have the basement there so that if they need to work on it, it's just really through a door instead of like a hassle. Okay. I'm going to work my way out of this building then. Keeping the badge probably will work after a while, but... Hmm. You're just going to step outside and then find something to do? Step outside and try to regroup with Art at some point to kind of talk to him and get his advice since he's 
older. So you get outside. What do, do you call Art, or do you text him? I'll text again, let him know where I am. I'll find, like, a dark, shadowy corner somewhere. Easy enough. Mm-hmm. And just text him, you know, where I am. Did you find anything? He's been heading back up towards where Central Security is. He figures if he can get into the security room, he can kind of take care of a few things since, you know, there's off-site videos. Or maybe he'll be lucky and the videos are on-site. He can just wipe them out. He's going to find a place to kind of post up that's near security and check his phone. Try and stay out of the main, like, thoroughfare so he doesn't, like, somebody doesn't run into him. Easy enough. Planted handshakes, send. Nothing good yet, send. Did find lunch, smiley face. Roller eyes, that last one. Shesh not here. Maybe we should find a place to stay during the day here in case he shows up tomorrow night. Send. Could stay in morgue, send. Risky, send. But I could reserve two slabs, send. Gee, I don't know if she'd be okay with being in the morgue. You do also know that this area belongs to another kindred. Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to thank us. Um, It'll be a while before a text comes back to Art. Do you think it'll be okay to stay? Not our area. Send. Probably not. Send. Could stay just over the border. Send. Plenty of room in the sewers. Nobody goes there. Oh, send. What happened with the guard? Question mark. Send. Took care of him. He's under the desk, but somebody will find him soon. Send. Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Were you seen? Question mark. Not seen by any of the employees. Send. Cameras? Question mark. Send. IDK. Send. A-S-D-F-G-H-J-K-L semicolon. I will check. BRT. Send. Thumbs up emoji. When you get to this part in the editing, you need to have gotten each other's ringtones so that you could have it, you know, instead of saying send, so you could just do the whatever sound that is. Mm-hmm. Bloop. Yeah. Bloop. Oh, man. <laughs> so in the security office or around there and easily able to get there, there is a guy that is more or less playing on his phone and looking at two screens that have a bunch of different pictures from security cameras on them that seem to rotate and flash every couple of seconds between different cameras in the building. This is relevant to Art's interests. So from his vantage point and invisible to all, except those who can sense the beast, he is going to find the central distribution system, for lack of a better term, uh, where all of those feeds lead. 
and he's going to see if he can find a recording device tonight's tapes. I guess that would be in somewhere in the IT area where they would keep a lot of that kind of stuff, because I can't imagine they would keep it right in the the security office, because there's pro tip, I'm using a uh, facility that I am very familiar with because I work there. And inside the security office, there is no giant stack of servers and other processing equipment, so it's got to be somewhere else in the building. More than likely, it is going to be wherever IT is, because that's where the central server racks are located. If that's the case, I mean, Art's got to check and see, but he's also still got his security tag, so he will kind of watch the guy a little bit more, and if there's a place to to plant a little handshake that's out of the way for later, maybe something that'll send a burst transmission of whatever they're talking about in there, then... You would have to, like, open the door and get in that room. Okay. We'll skip that for now, then. I need to go find IT. Yeah, and IT is easy enough for you to find, since nobody can see you. Nobody has truly raised the alarm, and you have a little while before... They notice that's that guard is missing. You have a magic access key that you made in human resources that you're able to just boop. And, and you are into a office. And in the back of the office, you see a door that's a server room on it. That's what I needed. We'll just put the sound effect here of two people hacking on the same keyboard because that's how good those successes were. Are you taking, trying to look at any of the footage in here, or are you just grabbing, deleting, looping, stopping it? I'm going to do a bit of looking as well, because Missy is insistent that Cheshire is coming here. And when she gets this kind of insistence, then it's likely that somebody was already here and caught on camera. So we'll run it back a couple nights, see what happens. You flick through it real quick. You see somebody that you recognize. He's a gentleman. He has short hair. He's dressing in medical scrubs, like the white jacket, the nice pants, that kind of stuff. Tie, stethoscope, whole line. He walks with a cane and a bit of a limp. And you recognize him that you've seen him at Elysium. This is Dr. Bain. He is a Tremere. And you can assume that this is his area. And it's the Tremere Baron, correct? No, it's not specifically the Baron. It's another Tremere, but this isn't the big deal. I believe the Tremere Baron operates out of the college, not this. All right, we'll see that. He's going to file that away for later. He's uh, already pulling out a... USB key so he can copy some of this stuff down for later and then once he's done he'll find a eventful evening and he's going to basically cut and paste the offending video into the USB key that'll take with him and then he's going to do a, a copy and then a rename to basically fake the footage change it from like February 2nd to, like, February 9th. Yeah, something like that. 
but that also means that he'll have to sit there and go through a couple nights to make sure he's got one that is uneventful and that guard is actually on duty. After your technological sabotage, what is your next plan of action? The next plan of action is to meet up with Mischief, who has caused Mischief, and double-check that this guard is going to be otherwise intact, and just set him up and make it look like he fell asleep on the job. Are you walking over or are you getting in the car? I'm going to assume that the buildings are close by. Yeah, they are. It's just whether or not you would have the car right there for leaving. No, I'm going to walk. A quick text message to Missy will let you know that you're on your way. Walking inside, you will see that he is stuffed underneath the counter, underneath the desk on the ground. He's passed out, but you can see that he is breathing. It doesn't seem like labored, going to have medical complications, but there he is. Are you sporting bike marks or anything? No, Missy is an experienced vampire. Well, I've already had to clean up one body tonight. So I just have to make sure I'm covering all my bases. Uh, let's do a quick check. Cameras. There are, as tends to be in these kinds of situations, in the corners where you would go so that you could see into like hallways around the corner so you don't run into people that might be pushing gurneys or wheelchairs or stuff like that. There are mirrored domes that you know often contain cameras behind them. So it is easily assumable that she would have been seen on the cameras had she been walking around in here. I think she was, so I've taken care of the video at least. That's good. Let's make it look like the guy just decided he called it in that he was going to investigate something and he's just taking a nap underneath the desk. Take the lumbar support off the back of the chair, like the extra pillow that's put there for your, and stick it underneath his head and he's just under there now. If he's got his jacket off the back of the chair, then he's got his jacket covered up and he's curled up, taking a nice little nap. You know, it's, it's nighttime. He's been working hard. Yeah. Easily doable. And one last thing, let's check his cell phone and uh, see if there's any other texting or stuff that he was doing where if he was in the middle of doing something and said like BRB and then didn't, we want to make sure that no other questions are being raised than him just being a lazy shit. Grabbing his thumb to thumbprint it open, uh, you will see that he was watching a sports game on a his streaming cable app. That was the app that was open at last usage. Fantastic. So what we're going to do then is we're going to leave that running and leave that near his head and move his hand up. So he was kind of looking at it. So he's, he's sitting down for to, to lay down and watch the game and then just nod it off. It's blatant. It's terrible. It's uh, the worst employees. This is why you have to pay good money for security and not bottom dollar right next next step of the plan okay so video has been taken um cameras were doctored patsy has been patsified i guess we'll missy and art will put their heads together and we will figure out next steps
Is that a text message or is that a car message? It's going to be a text message. Okay, things taken care of here. Send. Let's meet at the car and get out of here. She'll send back just a K. It's even probably a lowercase K. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to hit two buttons. God. <laughs> the two of you are roughly in the same area, so you'll arrive back to the car at the same time. Missy, as you are approaching the vehicle, Jimmy steps out of the left-hand peripheral of your vision, goes to open the door to usher you in. A moment passes, and then you feel a pain in your back, in your chest, and then out your front comes a gnarled, monster-looking hand. Your vision snaps up towards the sky and then begins to roll backwards through the air, what clarifying questions would you like to ask about what you have just seen? The gnarled hand, like a human hand. Looks very similar to Coco's monster hands. Ugh, that dog infected me with some kind of... Okay. A pain in my back, and then the gnarled hand comes out my front, and then I look up into... The sky, and then your head begins to move backwards through the sky. In a little bit of an arc. Do I feel like I'm falling? You feel a lot of pain and some stretching and tearing around your neck, and then you don't feel anything. Hmm. And before the pain, was there any feeling of fear? There was a bit of unease. Unease, okay. Like something was bothering seemingly Jimmy as he wanted to to open this door and get you into this vehicle which mm-hmm. for a moment looked like a big black SUV but Jimmy's not there anymore no when you like blink your eyes and the premonition ends you are standing in front of the car that you guys arrived in as though you were reaching out your hand to open the door and Art you see her pause there hand half reached for the door just for a moment Art's not going to say anything right away but he is going to slide into the car and uh, wait for Missy to do the same thing. Missy's going to, probably when she comes out of it, and that she's going to get her bearings a bit. It's always a weird, trippy thing. She doesn't know if this is more premonition or real. So there's that moment of making sure, am I in the real time now? She'll open the, the car door and get inside. Yeah, she'll see, take a seat, but she'll look at Art and say, Do you know where Jimmy and Coco are? I uh, offhand, not at the moment, but uh, let me check my phone. And Art's going to whip his phone out, and he's going to do the find my, find my phone app, because while Jimmy never has a phone, Coco certainly does. And... He's also got the signal for the ankle bracelet, so he's going to check both of them. The ankle bracelet seems to be in the mall, either in the Forever 21 or in the store above it. Verticality is a little difficult with GPS. The phone is some distance away, near to where that karaoke bar was. Art's going to look at the phone. His jaw is going to tighten. 
and like the flesh draws tight around his mouth and he looks even more like a ghoul than he usually does. And there's the hint of a crack of plastic as his hands kind of tighten around the phone. Then he remembers where he is, kind of takes that centering breath. So the protective case, he's got one of those gorilla cases around his phone, like it cracks. And then he hears the crack. He stops, takes a second. They are either at the mall or at the club where the two people died that she was blamed for. If they are at the mall, then her phone was stolen and I will handle it. If they are at the karaoke bar, then something very wrong has happened. And it may be my head rolling tonight. They're not at the mall. They might be at the bar. They're not at the mall, but definitely somebody's hurt. I don't know who. But we need to go find them now. Right now. We will go to karaoke bar. He's going to throw his lunchbox in the back seat, and he's going to reach under the driver's seat, and he's going to pull out a mask. And this mask is one of those where it's got the LEDs in the visor, so he can like make little emojis as if it's he's expressive. And it's meant to be concealing features that way he doesn't have to focus on being invisible and driving and it'll freak people out to see a car driving itself because this isn't a tesla no no not at all is there any conversation as you drive or do you just drive off into the night missy will as he's starts pulling away and driving missy's gonna look at an art art when did we get an suv an suv we we have never hit an SUV. Big black SUV. How, how? I cannot ask how big and how black because it is very large and, and very dark. We we have never we've never had one. No, Jimmy was there and he was opening the door and he was helping me or or them or her or they. But then. That's when it all went weird, and, and then, you know, you know how Coco's hands all gnarly and claw-like and that? Well, that all of a sudden just went through my back and out my chest, but there was definitely a black SUV, so why does Jimmy have an SUV? That's not even his style of car. It is not his style of car, but... <gasps> Do you think he has... Do you think he has other stuff and he's not sharing with us? It would be just like him to steal cars and not tell us. There are two possibilities. One, someone has made the purchase on my behalf. I do not think this is true. The second thing, what does Carol arrive in when she visits? I don't pay attention to Carol or what she rides in. You pay attention just in case she comes for you. Storyteller, would that be a black SUV? <laughs> Amongst her vehicles, something that she enjoys driving around in is a big black SUV. 
we do not have a big black SUV. Carol does. So Jimmy was letting me or her or they or them or us in the SUV, then something went wrong. But Coco's with him, then why did Coco's own hand come out of her, my chest? Can Gangrel do that stuff? I don't think so. That doesn't make any sense at all. But there are other Gangrel. Is there another Gangrel? There's another Gangrel. Then maybe they attacked her? Me? Us? There are three Gangrels that I know of. There is Coco. There is her sire, Zvipel. And there is the Marshal. Hmm. There are two people who it could likely be. That is Zvipel. And that is Coco. Well, one of them is hurting us. It didn't feel good. At the throat. Pain. Ripping. Gnawing. Probably too late. I will try and go faster then. And on the note of going faster, we'll take a quick break. And there's the hint of a crack of plastic as his hands kind of tighten around the phone. Then he remembers where he is. Kind of takes that centering breath. Is this a frenzy roll? It might be. Let's see what happens. Oh, good. Because I can't imagine what would have happened had this been a an actual frenzy in the car. What could have gone wrong? Uh, I can think of several things that would have. But, <laughs> yes. uh, this Vampire of the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official, fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com. <laughs>